Welcome to Women in Electronics, the only show that empowers, develops, advocates, and celebrates the accomplishments and advancement of women in the electronics industry. With your host, Jackie Maddox. Okay, so here we are today with another episode of Women in Electronics podcast series. And I'm so happy to be here today with Stephanie Bronson, uh, who is from Kemet, a Yagio company. Hi, Stephanie. How are you? Hi, Jackie. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh. I'm so happy you're with us today. And I'm interviewing you because you were selected from our team as the member in Highlight. So we wanted to talk to you and, and, and get some leadership nuggets from you and just kind of get a sense of what's going on. But before I do, I'd like to just turn it over to you to talk about what your title is um, at Kemet Yagio. And then also, like, what do you do? What, what does that title entail? Sure. I'm the head of customer service and sales operations for the Yagio group. And we have recently absorbed some of the Yagio function within my group. So we have support for both Kemet and Yagio side. And we really just support the entire customer order management process. And I have a team of customer service and forecast members who support all of those functions within the Americas. Wow. So that's a big job right now. (laughs) We are in a very challenging time for leaders, I would say, with all the struggles and challenges going through COVID and now supply chain issues, these types of issues. How are you managing that? Do you find that to be a big challenge on a daily basis or how does that looking for you? Yeah, you know, that's interesting because, you know, we thought we were through COVID and then all of a sudden we started being impacted by that supply chain issue and all the the logistics pieces and everything that comes with it. And, you know, I'm sure my team would probably say that they are logistics workers right now and members right now because of all the things that we work on regarding that supply chain and getting the product moving. But I think the biggest challenges that we're seeing is really around the workforce changes the last couple of years uh, being under remote work, um, we found we, we've we lost some really great talent and, you know, we're having some issues filling those gaps, right? You know, you lose the talent and that information goes with that person and then trying to replace and train, you know, it all starts adding up. And I think the other challenge is really helping the team keep away from that exhaustion level because they're filling the extra time and that extra effort that those other team members who have left kind of created that void, right? So these guys are really jumping in and and I think they're tired. I think they're exhausted, but they're doing everything they can daily. Wow. I mean, the exhaustion conversation, I mean, that really resonates because I, I feel like we're hearing that from so many organizations that existing talent, there's so much more on their shoulders and they're waiting for that relief, but it's harder to hire people right now um, and then get them up to speed. So I'm not sure we can talk about this too. I don't know what some of those solutions might be to the exhaustion, but do you find that with everything that's been going on, we've had so much change too. Don't you feel like we've had more change than we've ever had? Um, Yes. We just haven't had time to catch our breath. How does that tie into the whole conversation? Well, it's interesting. You're right. I think there has been so much change with, you know, COVID and and the way that we work, the way that we 
you know, try to motivate the team, the way that we even interact with the team, you know, everything went virtual, if you will, right? For two years, we've been virtual and we're just now starting to bring team members back into the offices. And I think it's been a lot of change, right? We've been adapting and turning and pivoting every single step of the way because there were so many unknowns out there, right? And I think that it's interesting overall to watch how we are having to deal with so much change. We've never had, I don't think in my career, I've never seen this much change in one given time. Do you agree? I agree. And you know what? I just, it makes me really reflect on a lot of the podcasts that we have had. There's been so many leaders talking about this, but one question I'm curious about, because I really, sometimes I, I have concern for our existing leaders who are bearing the burden of so many um, that they're supporting, you know, so many of their team members that are. So how are you um, managing this level of exhaustion and change and, and keeping yourself intact so that you can then go be there with your team? How is it that you personally are able to come to the table refreshed enough to manage all of this? Yeah, great question. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I have a great answer for that other than, you know, I feel exhaustion too, right? And and you're right, we have to come to the table with some way to approach it and keep everyone moving in the right direction, the wheels turning. So for me, it's just sometimes just disconnecting completely. You know, there for a while, I was just getting really at the point where I was like, oh my gosh, I'm barely sleeping. I'm worrying about everything that's happening and the changes and everything coming down the pike and trying to make sure that my team is operating, that we're filling those gaps and all of those things. And I finally took a step back and I said, you know what, I really have to have some me time and really look at disconnecting and truly disconnecting, not walking away from my computer and still looking at my phone. I have like a time limit and certain point at the night, that's my time limit. And my time limit is really when my husband walks in the door at 730. Mm -hmm. And I try to really keep that timeline for myself. So I'm not just constantly connected. I found that I was connected on the weekends at night, all night, first thing in the morning. I mean, it really is hard sometimes to be able to get that me time in. And so I started forcing myself to do this. The other piece of it is having communication with the teams. You know, I try to reach out to my team members Mm -hmm. via chat. And even though they have the direct supervisors, I like to reach out and say, Hey, how are you doing? Do you need anything? Because I know if I'm feeling it, they must be feeling it. And it's so much coming at us right now with everything in the marketplace, the workforce, all of those gaps that we're filling. It's its a lot, right? So just trying to keep the team motivated, focusing on the big picture, the long-term, that's really all we can do and saying thank you more. Wow. That's such a good point too. And I think this is a major topic going on right now because um, we see it at Women Electronics. The self-care part you're talking about is critical you know, there's such a difference between self-focus and self-care. And I think when you're allowing yourself to take care of yourself, it's, there's nothing wrong or bad with it. It's not being self-focused. It's literally trying to refresh yourself so that you can there be there for other people. So I would hope that people listening, take those checkout times. Just yesterday, I, it was my son's birthday and I literally took an afternoon off, which is so rare. And I will tell you, we loved it. We laughed. It was like amazing to be in the middle of the day, just going to lunch and, 
you know, going shopping with him. And it's something I would rarely do. And I thought, oh my gosh, this feels so good. And I just feel so much better today. And I literally woke up smiling with a big smile on my face because of the time I had with my son. So I just hope that women listening will take that time because it makes such a big difference. And I also think though, you know, you talked about the work hours and the workload. It's really hard when a lot of us are such perfectionists that we just don't want to leave things undone, right? It That's mm-hmm. a really hard thing to overcome, but I have to catch myself too all the time with this whole thing because we don't want to fail. We don't want to let anyone down, but then we're putting this burden (laughs) on ourselves. But do you notice that? Is there a sense of the perfectionism? Is that part of why we're working till all hours or what do you think? Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I think there's so much coming at us that we want to do it all because in the past we could do it all. We had our schedule. We had the organization in our mind of how we wanted to accomplish those tasks. And over the last two years, everything started changing. You know, even that working from home, you think, wow, this is easy. It's no big deal. It, it's a whole different mindset. It's a yes. whole change. I find myself working way more hours than I did when I was going into an office. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting because some of the things that I do is just look at that organization piece for myself. I see that within the team. They're trying to cover for those people who are missing while we fill those roles. And they're helping us get the people trained once they are on board. And it does reflect a lot of that need for perfection. And there are times, you know, we say, look, we know you can't do it all. Do what you can. Let's help you prioritize. Let's make sure the important things are done and then check out. Let's go home, right? This will be here tomorrow. Let's just focus on it in the morning kind of thing. And I think you just have to do that because it's, you can't do it all right now. Mm. You really can't. And I think the other piece of this is the perfection A lot of people feel that way. I always want to get things done and I just want to keep working on it. I think a lot of it too is being able to delegate, you know, being able to say, Hey, you know what? I need some help. Let me delegate this or let me ask someone else to to take on this task. It's little things like that that can help really streamline that Mm -hmm. and, you know, kind of help with that piece of it. So I don't feel like I have to do it all. But then, you know, when I delegate, I also have to let go of it right? I can't say I'm delegating this and Hey, can you do this? And then micromanage the whole piece of it because it's not me and my quality, right? We all have different work styles and processes. And so you have to really be able to delegate it, truly delegate it. So I think those are some of the things that help with not just focusing on, it's got to be done. It's got to be done right. The exact way that I would do it that perfection, right? That's where that comes back in. And just knowing and trusting your people to be able to do it. And I think that's probably hard if you're not used to doing that. Right. It's a lot, right? It's a lot. And I understand that conversation so much because I have to say, I struggle in that area a little bit, but it's really hard when, when you let go like that, you have to be okay with little mini failures, right? When things go wrong, because people are just learning, um, not to snap back into, okay, let me just take this over. It's okay. Let me walk you through the process. And it's okay to have these little, you know, things that go wrong, um, along the way. And that we just have to accept that I think as women in particular, uh, or leaders who are just conscious leaders, you know, that it's hard, <laughs> that part yes. of it is hard. I, I think you also mentioned help. This is critical too. I just wonder if enough people 
are asking for the help they need. I, I wonder if that conversation is happening across the industry. Um, do you feel that your team is coming to you and saying, I need help, or I can't take this on, or can we shift things around? Do you think that conversation ha- happens enough? It's funny. At first, no one was asking for help, right? And we would say, does anybody need help? And it was almost like the team was afraid to say, yes, I need help. Maybe that meant failure or I can't do my job or whatever that may have meant, right? But now as more and more has been coming through and the more exhausted, we now are seeing people say, hey, I need some help. You know, we created a team chat so we could get anybody to say, hey guys, I need help on this. Can someone help me? And that has worked a lot better you know, than just, hey, does anybody need help, right? We created the venue and the tool for them to really reach out and say, I need some help. Can someone help me? And I found more and more now, now that we are, you know, reaching that exhaustion point, we're reaching that point of like, oh my gosh, I can't do it all. That's when I see the help coming or the help request coming. So I think that's also a sign that the team needs help, right? Right. Um, So, you know, we've got people jumping in, I work on, you know, orders with the team. The supervisors work with on orders with the team. We're all just trying to do whatever we can to help. And mm-hmm. I think that is really key, but you're right. At first, no one was really asking for a lot of help. And now that they are, I feel like they maybe there's a little bit of burden lifted because they are saying, "Hey, I need something. Yes, please help me." <laughs> Who else can help me today? You know, that kind of thing. So I, wow. I think it's very hard to ask for help, right? But once you do, it's a, it's definitely a relief, I think, that comes over someone. Yeah. And I think, too, that it, you, what you're describing is just very conscious, good uh, talent because they actually want to help their customer. They Absolutely. really care about helping the customer. So it just kind of warms my heart. But I feel like um, when people are asking for help, we talked about that retention. So this is probably such a critical issue in general in the industry is how do we then as an industry support those people that are now have bared the burden for the last couple few years now, um, and that are just seriously exhausted. So hopefully we all figure out how to offer that help in a very meaningful way. Um, but I wanted to ask you too, cause this ties into my next question. Here you are now leading this team of people in a very trying time. So you obviously have probably had people along the way that have helped you. And now you in turn are helping lead others um, through some really challenges in our industry. We are looking, things are bright as far as business is up, but there's so many challenges with that. So um, what are some things that you would offer others that maybe you have learned that have helped you through these types of circumstances? You know, I was lucky enough to have a really great boss who became my mentor when I first came out of college. And You know, I remember my first job, I would walk in, she would give me a task and I would walk in and I'd say, look, I'm stuck. I have this problem. I don't know what to do. And she would say to me, okay, what do you think might work? I remember sitting there thinking, I don't know. Why is she asking me? This is my boss. Doesn't she know? And she could see the perplexion on my face. And she would say, go back to your desk and think about what might work for this problem. And when you thought about that solution, come back and let's talk it through. And I remember literally probably stomping out as a 20-something-year-old, right, of that office thinking, man, I can't believe she's making me do this. And the funny thing is, there's a few things I learned from her, and that was that problem and resolution. 
And she used to say, do not walk in my office without a resolution to the problem you're bringing. And it, to this day, still is in my mind. I ask my team to do this. Um, when somebody has a problem, I want to know what they think the solution might be. Um, you know, what I learned is she was really teaching me to think on my own and be a problem solver. And every day I use problem solving. That was probably the biggest lesson I learned. The other two things that she taught me was, you know, really learning to look at that big picture. Look at the big picture when you have a a solution or the resolution of something that's going on and think about it truly. Does it really work for every situation or is it just just this one thing? And she would say, think about that resolution. Does it just work for right now or can you use it for two years down the road? And those are some of the things that I learned were really, truly helpful for me in my career. Because if you don't really have that big picture plan, it's really difficult to be successful or to kind of put a problem to bed, if you will, knowing that it's going to work for many, many you know months or many people or whatever the situation is, right? And the third thing is just knowing your worth. Um, she used to say to me, you know your worth, you know your skill set, you know your strengths. Don't be afraid to go for things. And she really, truly, to this day, we talk about things. Um, you know, I'm still in contact with her and we always have this conversation and she'll say, go for this. Oh my gosh, that's exciting. And what are you going to do about this? And you're ready for this, you know? And so she'll, she'll have those conversations. And, you know, sometimes when you hear that, know your worth, you think really um, worth money. It's not about the money. It's about yourself, your skills, your mindset. It's all of that picture really. Mm -hmm. So those are really those three things, the problem solution, big picture and knowing your worth. And I walked away with that and I use it every day. Okay. So a couple comments on that. So going back to the solutions, I love that. I also think that a lot of people, which she was instilling in you too, is we don't always have the right solution, but at least you've thought it through Right. at that point, when you go to somebody to your superior and you say, Hey, I have this issue. I've tried to come up with some solutions in my head. I don't know if these are the right answers, but can we problem solve. Like, I think that's a whole different conversation than I haven't thought it through at all. And now I'm just complaining. Right. 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 It's such a different mindset. It really is. And it also, you know, gets you to think about, did I make a snap decision? Right. Mm -hmm. Because I mean, that's, that's a danger as well. That's, that's a pretty big risk. If you just go, yep, you know what, I'm going to do this. This is the answer. And then you think it through and go, oh my gosh, why did I make that decision? sitting there and thinking it through the first time is so much more helpful and so much less of a risk. Right. Right. And so, but you also ended on such a great note to actually conclude the podcast here as we're almost to time, but you said to value yourself, but that all translates to me as trust yourself trust in the skills you have trust in what you bring to the party. I think a lot of times you know, that valuing of self shows up as not trusting and knowing that you have so much you're bringing to the table. So, yeah. And that's where we see women not using their voice or women not stepping up into those next level positions, all that kind of stuff, because they're not trusting 
and what they're actually bringing to the table. So I think that that's just an amazing message uh, to leave, um, to conclude on this podcast is for people listening. I love the idea of the solutions trust in yourself that you can come up with some pretty amazing solutions. You don't have to have all the answers, but you know, that thought process is so critical. Having that big picture in mind, as far as how do your decisions affect the entire team or the entire process and not just in one little area. And then finally, like we said, the valuing and the confidence and the trusting what you're bringing to the table. We have to be mindful of this because it's not natural in a lot of cases. So I really appreciate that you were here. Appreciate your insights, uh, Stephanie. I'm really just happy to have you involved in our Women Electronics program and also our mentorship program. So you're helping us with that as well. So you're bringing all this mentorship background to the table. You're leading your team uh, really well and you're helping us as well with our mentor program. So I just want to say thank you so much for on top of everything you're doing that you're actually participating and helping us. And we hope this program will help so many people to talk through so many of these things that we mentioned today. Oh, you're absolutely welcome. And I really enjoy being part of the program and being a mentor and then being on that mentorship committee, I think it makes such a difference when I'm involved in helping women succeed and helping others succeed really in general. I have to ask, I know what interest we have in our company, right? With with we and the mentorship program, and I've talked to people about it. I'm curious, what are some of the other companies finding in terms of the mentorship program and, and what benefits it's bringing to their company? Is that something you could share? Yes. Well, that's a great question for my interview that you're asking me in return. I love it. Um, yes. <laughs> so we are finding, so with our sponsor companies and, you know, Kemet Ayajo company is a sponsor company, which we so appreciate. It's the men and the women coming together, right? Yes. And we're seeing that in our mentorship program that, you know, firsthand, we have male mentors that come in. We have some of our youth coming up, men and women that want to be a part of being mentored up. We will take them in. Um, So I think that the mentorship program is a way of really uniting the industry. Um, The funding we get from our sponsor companies helps allow the programming that we offer with the mentorship, uh, with the leadership development and training, with the chapters, with everything we do. And it's really encouraging and warms my heart when we realize that we're approaching an industry and creating systemic change, the men and women together. So it's not one against the other. It's all of us coming together, knowing that the more parity we have, the more we expand, that it doesn't have to be one or the other, right? Right. That, that inclusion is really a growth mindset. So we're just so thankful for all of our sponsor companies, Keme Ayajo company in particular, they just renewed their sponsorship. We're looking to move forward for another year with you. And again, thank you for everything you're doing, your organization support, and um, just look forward to more times together, more that we can do together in the industry. Absolutely. And I'm looking forward to so much more to come from the, the program in general. And we, I love it. And I, there's always so much interest, Jackie. So I'm, I'm excited to be part of it. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you. You have a really great day. Thanks. You too. You've been listening to another episode of Women in Electronics right here in Orange County's only community radio station, octalkradio.net.